Good morning, it's Friday. It's just another day though, so don't go mental tonight. And then Saturday, you can change your complete personality because it's Saturday and Sunday. That's not going to help you if you want to get stronger, healthier, stuff like that. That's the main thing I want to get you over today. But I'm going to talk a few, talk about a few studies actually that are going to drive this point home. So in terms of studies, the, one of the most important ones I think is in 2012, we wanted to see, so researchers and stuff come out like there's an obesity problem they're like what's the main problem they're like well is eating out the main problem like are people just eating out and it's just impossible to lose weight if you eat out so they did was they did a study they did an intervention and basically right let's do a study on a few people and see if we can educate people on tracking their macros and calories give them a few pieces of homework to be like you know guess the calories in this meal and this meal and for example i always use this example but nando's large chips 1,150 calories. I, every time I say it, it blows my mind. Just getting regular times two from Nando's is 1,150 calories, plus the chicken, you know, plus maybe you have a drink or a dessert. Some people's calorie allowance, especially if you're a female and you're shorter and you haven't got much weight to lose, it might be 1,500. So it, it nearly takes everything up and you think it's just chips though. So having this practicing mindful eating they wanted to see in this study if being mindful when you're eating out of restaurants and pre-planning, so going, right, I'm going to go here tonight. Let's have a look at the menu. And let me just, you know, ideally, I want something nice I want to enjoy anyway. Uh, let's have something high protein. Let's pick this and I'll still enjoy this in restaurant. But I've worked out that's the best one for me. Some menus now have calories. Just doing that, the study showed, all the study wanted to do was see if they could maintain their weight. So these people who were obese, they didn't see if they maintained weight. What happened in the study was... 69% of people lost 1.7 kilograms during the six weeks. So that's about three pounds in six weeks. So it's a decent amount to lose. And they didn't reduce the amount of times they ate out. And these are people that have had problems with losing weight for a while. And the calorie difference on average is like three, five, 357 calories lower over the week. So just this like small tweak of actually saying to yourself, you know what, I deserve to be a bit more mindful on my weekends because if I just do that small effort, I can not just hold on to the progress I've made throughout Monday to Friday, but actually actually still make some progress. You don't have to be in a deficit on weekends. You can be in a deficit in the week and go into a def and go to maintenance weekends. You don't have to always be in a deficit, but you deserve to be putting yourself in this position, putting all the hard work in the week. And don't let weekends ruin all the work you've done. And they, I always say, we say this in Turkey all the time. I don't know why in Britain, but we think you either have to get leathered on weekend and eat everything, all the chips, all the kebabs, or you're not living your life. Like there's no in between. It's like, oh, you're a loser. It's like, well, no, no, I'll have a few pints, mate, and I'll have and I'll have some nice to eat, but I don't have to get wrecked because you want me to. And that doesn't make me. That doesn't mean I'm not enjoying my life. I'm enjoying more. By actually saying no to the shit you're trying to get me to, to, to drink and eat. And this is something that Socrates says. He says that there's more pleasure, I think it's Seneca, sorry, it says more pleasure in actually abstaining from something. There's more joy in saying no to something than the pleasure you get from just, you know, going along with it. And I think that's 100% true. The next day, how much relief do you have? You can still go out. You can still go out and drink. You can still do all these things. There's even studies that have shown. They got men to drink two pints a day and they got women to drink one pint a day and they put them on a fitness plan. 
and it had no impact, zero impact on their fat loss and their performance or muscle gain, nothing. Having a moderate drink every day, by the way. I know it's like at one pint, whatever. But when it comes to weekends, you can have a few. But what happens is the problem with alcohol is that, the, you know, it's a, it's a toxin, poison, whatever. It's when you go too far with it, that then it can impair muscle recovery. You know, we did, I did a study with rugby players over 4,000. Once people started drinking over a certain thresholds on the weekends with beers, their injury rate flew up. Their strength was lower. Their perf- all their performance markers were lower, right? They were heavier. And it's like, it's just being too much. It's just always going too much. And how many more weekends can you afford to go too much and too much and too much? How many more Mondays can you afford to be feeling 50% of who you are? Just because John, uh, we've probably run out of Johns these days, have we? I don't know. Because Mark, now Mark, Mark's my, my brother listening, um, could be a, a Gary telling you, go on, Scott, have, uh, have 10, no, no, what would you say? What would the boys say now? Yeah, go on, have a shot, shot, shot. Okay, I'll have a shot. Yeah, another one, yeah. No, mate, down that pint. I right, get another pint. Before you know it, you're like three or four extra pints down, three shots down, and you're leathered, right? Because... I don't know why, because someone's just told me to do it. And you think, why have I just done that? Do you know what I mean? And I think, I don't want you all to be thinking, I don't want you all to be wasting the work you done. So the first thing is, it is absolutely 100% possible, studies have shown it, to lose weight and still eat out and enjoy yourself. Also, think of this as well. You go out to a restaurant, yeah? And there's something on the menu, you go, oh yeah, yeah like... That's a nice meal. I'll, but why should I have a dessert? Oh, I don't know. I really want that, but it's like the worst thing, you know, calories. But I do like that option as well. Let me tell you something. The next day, you're never going to think, oh, shit, I wish I had the worst option there for me. And I wish I had the dessert. And I wish I had like those three extra drinks. Nobody in the world ever says that. They always go, thank God I was moderate. Thank God I didn't just like give in and over consume. Do you know what I mean? That's what we say, like people, you have to think of the next day, think of the next day, and think, will I regret this? And go with your gut with that, because your gut will say, you will regret it, don't do it. And then you have to have the guts to follow through with that decision, okay? So that's one. Another interesting thing is about studies as well. There was a study, this is unbelievable, where they showed that by if you sit and you can see a bar, you drink more, like three drinks more on extra just because you're more in the proximity of a bar versus when you're further away. They also show that people who sit in by windows, yeah, eat less calories than people who sit in booths. Do you know why this is? And this is obviously the human condition. Because when you're by the windows of a restaurant, you know some Sally might walk around the corner and see, oh, look who's there, Brenda's inside, what's she eating? Oh my God, she's on the big one. She's on the ribs, she's on the dessert. I can't wait to tell everyone. And that people think, oh, I better eat to what people think I should, what, what looks acceptable. So they're just doing, their behavior is based on what they think someone's going to. But when you're in the booth, no one sees and they eat more calories. Study on it. We're crazy. We, we, think, we think we're so clever. We're, we're, we are influenced by environment, by people so much more than we think. Another study in a hospital, right? They removed a bit of the sodas, they added more water bottles for sale in the, you know, the fridges, they put more water baskets on the way to the till. What happened after six months was water intake and sales went up 25.8% and the soda sales went down 11% and they didn't tell anyone. They didn't tell anyone of these changes. They probably didn't even notice 
but their behavior was changed because the environment changed. But they didn't know. So when we think about these things, we're like, why don't we try and design an environment that is gonna be more beneficial to us? And one of the main things to do is, is the people we spend time with. The people we spend time with have a massive impact on what we do. It's mimetic behavior. So you go to the bar, you go, yeah, I'll have a Diet Coke, please, mate. Your mate next to you goes, I'll have an espresso martini, please. And you go, yeah, actually, I'll have an espresso martini. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. So you have to, I think, I'm not saying be a saint on the weekends stuff, because I'm not a saint on the weekends. But I just want you to start being more aware of these things that happen, because I want you to be in control of your life and not other people. Do you know what I mean? And I think looking at these things is important. And in terms of the, the behavior stuff, obviously, when it goes to weekends, let's have a look at what we can do. We can make sure that we say no and we, we, we act with moderation. Make sure that we do still enjoy our weekends and lives and not you know suffocate ourselves away from the world because that's not going to work because you'll end up just binging at home. Right? That's not going to work. And understand that uh, alcohol consumption, what's moderate to you, what is moderate in, in the studies, is not bad. It's what we do after we drink. We get leathered, then we have kebab, and then we wake up the next day and consume 2,000 calories. So if you are going out, the environment the next morning is important. Is there no food in the fridge for you to eat? Because if there isn't, you're going to go on Deliveroo. And I got bad news for you. Deliveroo's got a massive amount of calories for you and a massive bill that you're going to regret paying. So what you want to do is go to the shop before you go out, fill your fridge with fruits, you know, low, those local ice creams are nice. You know, like any meals you're going to prep ready, just have the food ready so you know exactly I'll have all that and I'll be fine. So we want to start building our lives to be easier for ourselves because we are dictated so much by other people and we have to sort it out. And the last thing I'm going to cover is a study on sleep, okay? And this is important. So we talk about sleep, yeah, you've got to get sleep and la la la. Okay, you've got to sleep eight hours a day, seven hours a day, right? How the hell are we going to do it, Scott? Like, you keep saying, I've got a husband next to me storing his head off. Yeah, what am I going to do? First of all, kick him out of bed, honestly, get him out. But the next thing we're going to do is look at actually what's going to impact our sleep, what actually behaviors. So the first thing is, do not consume coffee uh, like after 3 or 4 p.m. because it stays in your system for like 6 to 8 hours and it's going to impact your sleep. Okay, that's simple, but some people will do it. Even go, just don't have coffee after 1 p.m., just keep it safe so it doesn't impact you. Okay, it's very simple. A lot of people break that rule. Reduce long naps, something I need to do. Like a 30-minute nap or less has been shown to actually increase or in enhance brain function, give you a little bit of a rest, a little siesta, that's fine. But if you go over that, you start messing up with your rhythm and then you might tr struggle to sleep at night. So make sure if you're going to nap, stay around the 20 to 30-minute zone. That's going to help you. The next one is interesting in this study was increase bright light exposure during the day. Go for your walks midday, like go and go to the sun, okay, it's important. So it showed in a study in people with insomnia, daytime bright light exposure improved sleep quality and duration. It also re reduced the time it took to fall asleep by 83%. Another study in older adults found that two hours of bright light exposure during the day increased the amount of sleep by two hours and sleep efficiency by 80%. That's mental. So are you... Look, the winter's coming as well. And there's some places in Norway, yeah, there's like literally no daylight for like it's like an hour or something and people are depressed. Of course they are. Not seeing the sun. So guys, make sure that in the middle of the day, if you've got your, if you work, you go outside. 
make sure the office is bright. I don't know, like get that bright light in your life because it's, that's, those are huge numbers. If we're gonna ignore those numbers, what are we doing? So those numbers are huge. If you're struggling to fall asleep, make sure in the middle of the day, hour, walk, get your windows open, get sun in, try and get your place nicer and brighter. And let's see if that helps. Because it, what it does is it helps keep your um, circadian rhythm healthy. That's what it's doing. So it's like, okay, it's bright light, the sun, peak of the day, cool, I'm awake, I'm awake. And then it knows later on it's going to be sleep time. So if we can get that going, I'm not confuse your brain. Actually, it's really dark. Should I be sleeping? And You know what I mean? If I stay in too much in the, in the mornings, I do end up napping. But if I go out more, I feel like I'm more alive. And it's just obviously... Um, Makes sense, but artificial bright lights and stuff can also help in this scenario. Improve your bedroom environment, of course. Um, numerous studies point out that external noise, often from traffic, can cause poor sleep and long-term health issues. In one study on the bedroom environment of women, around 50% of participants noticed improved sleep quality when noise and light decreased. So blackout curtains, earbuds, you know, headphones, whatever, put them on, relaxing, comfortable, Simple, but are you doing it? Do you have blackout curtains? If not, buy some. Uh, another thing, take a relaxing bath or shower about 19 minutes before bed. When a study showed taking a hot bath before improved sleep quality and help people get more deep sleep. Obviously, we know this, so shower before bed maybe is the answer 90 minutes before. Exercise regularly is important. One study in older adults determined that exercise nearly half the amount of time it took to fall asleep and provided 41 more minutes of sleep at night. In people with severe insomnia, exercise offers more benefits than most drugs. Exercise reduced time to fall asleep by 55%, total night wakefulness by 30%, and anxiety by 15%. Wow, it's a lot of numbers, you guys. Whilst increasing total sleep by 18%. Man, mad numbers. So, exercise, exercise. In the day, ideally, in the peak of light, maybe the dual combo. Uh, relax and clear your mind and even in one study of relaxing massage improves sleep quality in people who are ill I mean I'd love a massage every night before bed but I don't think it's going to be possible one study looked at the benefits of new mattress for 28 days revealing the re reduced back pain by 57% shoulder pain by 60% and back stiffness by 59% and the sleep quality by improved it by 60% guys I'm throwing some numbers at you but what I'm saying is this weekends come in First weekend of the challenge. If you're not on this challenge, don't worry. First weekend's coming. You can absolutely eat out, have fun, enjoy yourself. Moderation is key. As Celine says, remember, moderation is sexy. Don't let other people dictate you and push you to the edges where you don't want to go. Simple as. Stand up for yourself. Enjoy, drink, eat, but don't go nuts. Simple as. If you are going out, make sure you plan for your defeat. Because your defeat might be that you do go over the top, the next day you're hungover and you don't want to be hungover going for delivery. So sort the morning out the next day with the foods you can eat at a low calorie, nutrient-dense water. Get that sorted, okay? Drinking in moderation is fine. Don't panic about it. Don't try and worry and second-guess yourself all the time. Oh, this bad. Enjoy yourself. Be more relaxed. More often than not, turning on the stress response is more damaging than actually the stress of like drinking. Say, for example, I didn't want to drink tomorrow and I went out and I had a drink, but I stressed loads about it because I didn't want to drink. That stress response is actually more damaging than the pint to me and the pint, the pint is in. So you just don't stress about it too much, okay? And then when it comes to sleep, maybe it's time to start investing in yourself. Sorted blackout curtains. 
earbuds if possible. Yeah, try a relaxing bath this Sunday before bed, see if it helps. Get exercise in, always helps, even if it's a long walk or a little jog or whatever. Make sure you are out in the peak of daylight if as much as possible this weekend so you can have better sleep. And start thinking about these small tweaks you can make that's going to make your life healthier and better um, because sleep is important. I think like people overlook it all the time but because it's boring and we sleep and we all sleep. Oh, I'll sleep more, yeah, whatever, no. Like really take it seriously because the be- like there's so much more to it. I'll cover it more in other voice notes but all I want you to do is that on this weekend. Don't panic. Oh, the weekend hasn't even come yet. So the first thing I want you to do is focus on today. It's Friday. We're living one day at a time. Obviously, the podcast is all about that. So what are you doing today? What's your one big thing that's going to move you closer to your goal? Get that done. You know, that's the most important thing is to build momentum and just start. If you still haven't started the challenge, fine. Pick something to do. Just track your macros today. Do exercise. Go for a walk. Do some meal prep. Go on musclefood.com and order some food ready. Take some actions. Don't like keep planning. Do something. Do something today. And remember, if you could do it today, you could do it tomorrow. That's just, it's just, it is as simple as that. When we break it down. And uh, well done for completing your first week in this new challenge. For everybody that's new to, to Turtle and uh, all the Turtle members, of course, who are listening. Um, you're always doing the challenges. But yeah, it's good to get going on a challenge. It will get harder, the workouts, I promise you. And uh, it's all about progressing every week. So it doesn't matter if we started like this week. Next week we go a bit heavier, a bit more sets and reps. Then a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. That's what matters. It's the bit more, bit more, bit more that causes the adaption of muscle growth as opposed to going all out this week as heavy as we can. There's nothing to improve next week. We're not adapting and we're not going to get stronger. Right? That's how it works. So it works better to be slow and steady. And that's all. Enjoy your week. I will see you back here on Monday.